Hello, and welcome to another 11 p.m. nightcap. We have enough bizarre content uh, to share tonight on multiple fronts. Black Cat's Poppy, uh, stopping in to say hello. Black Cat, how are you doing today? Um, one part of today's story is that if I suffer any more heartbreak today, I think I'm going to literally explode. Um, the first part of that which being Reverend Master, stop in with a yo, Reverend Master, good to see you. Uh, the first part of that was that on my lunch break today, driving back to my house, I saw that kitty cat, that black kitty cat. So I was like, you know what? I eat lunch pretty quick. I'm gonna go for a walk. And that cat was the snuggliest, head butt purring flop was drooling that cat was just the happiest little friend and i'm just sitting there petting the the cat for a little while i'm like all right i gotta go back home the cat followed me uh followed me just walked with me peacefully you know like cats often do would stop to investigate something and i'd kind of stop and I'd start walking. I'd get a few steps, and she'd come running up. And man, the cat followed me all the way back to my house. And then when I get to my house, it's like she wants to come inside. I'm like, aw. So I got a bowl. Of, I got a bowl of water, and brought that outside and put some water down. And she drank some water. I'm like, man, it's kind of just a beautiful afternoon. I sit in the sun for a little bit. And the cat went over sort of in the shade of the garage right near me. And did the flop down on the side. And then was like doing the little kneading with her paw on the cement. And I'm like, if only. If only I was here longer and for the rest of the summer. I think I might actually... go out right now and buy a litter box or something and just be like, look, my kitty, no. Um, because she would like go up to the back door and get up and put her paws on the back door and like look into the house and then kind of look at me like we going inside. I'm like, man, time to bring it with you. Like, I wasn't worried about it peeing in the peeing in my truck or something or whatever I totally would like what a nice kitty and so I just sat outside for a little while with this cat and she'd go investigate a few things and then would come back and give headbutts and do the little figure eights you know like they're doing the figure eights around your feet like rubbing up against you it's like man that cat was so happy that, yeah, it was like drooling. You know, the only thing is, the house that that cat always seems to be at, I think that's their cat. Because when their cars have been gone, I suddenly don't see that cat. And the one day I saw it in their window. So I don't know if it's a similar scenario where that's like, I don't know, it's just outside kitty. Or if that is their cat. But cosmically, if that was somebody's cat and I took their cat in that aspect, I couldn't forgive myself. Uh, Krista stepping in with some happy frog faces and some hearts. Reverend Master says, where there's a will, there's a way. It's true. That's very true. I could I could totally have that cat with me. But on the same token, like you say, I... Some cats hate driving. Like, man, we had, my parents had this one cat. And when you got that cat in the car, it was, it was the whole time. The current cat, like, she curls up in her carrier and does the slow blink and goes to sleep. So I also just don't know how that cat would be in a vehicle and with, 28 hours of driving that could be an absolute disaster same with peaches 
So the cat does not like traveling and just does the catter, the literal caterwauling. Oh, you have a black cat too? What a nice kitty. So yeah, like kitty cat friend. Maybe just what it is, is when I get there, I'll have to look for uh, some sort of animal shelter and see if they have a black cat that's a nice kitty. And maybe I'll, um, maybe I'll get a cat. Like I say, I, this cat is like super snuggly and lovey, but I think it's their cat. And, and like I say, I would hate to steal somebody's pet. Like that's pretty, pretty sad. Cause that might be somebody's best friend, you know? Um, all the time to the vet, but it's only since you have no choice, but to live with family, uh, after army 11 plus years ago. Oh, ABCDFGHJKLONOP652 is now following, um, <laughs> alphabet. 652. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I hope you're doing fine. Hope you're having a good evening. Hello. Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Well, as we were talking about, I'm a little, I'm a little maudlin. I'm a little sad because there's a, a cat that lives in the neighborhood that's kind of like my best buddy when I go for walks. The cat just follows me around and whatever. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm leaving, I'm moving to Arizona soon. And, uh, I was like, man, you know, if I was staying for the summer, I'd put just like a litter box and a little food bowl in the house. And that way, then if the, the cat wants to stay for a little while, it can, and then if it wants to go out, it can go out, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it and drive all the way across the country with it. Just like that. Um, so it's sad, but on the same token, uh, there's part of me that just goes, appreciate all of the nice, happy memories you have of the place that you're leaving. And so I'll still look for that cat and give it pets while I'm still here. So do the best you can. <clears throat> so that was maudlin thing number one, maudlin thing number two was that I had uh, sort of a going-away dinner with my family today. And uh, I, I was... I just wanted to drink in the... Just, you know, here's my family, you know. Uh, I've been very close with them my whole life. And so this was a nice dinner, and... It was nice outside, and we sat outside and, and told and shared stories. And uh, while I was sitting out in the backyard, and I was just watching the trees, and, uh, you know, it's like that house that we were at, that was my parents' house, it was the house that I grew up in. And so all of the yards and everything around there were all of the yards that we used to play, uh, play in when we were younger. And so... I'm just watching these trees and just listening to the crickets and just listening to my family talk. And, and you know, it always creeps into you. You're like, God, am I making a huge mistake? Am I making a huge mistake? And, and I don't think I am because I, I need to do this for health reasons and otherwise, but, um, I'm not good with goodbyes. I don't like goodbyes. So there really wasn't a whole much of a goodbye. It was mostly just, Hey, see you later, safe travels, whatever. I mean, it's not like I'll never see them again, of course. But it just, uh, in a certain sense, has me a little bummed out. Um, you know, it was like perfect outside today. And, you know, my family members are doing good and looked happy and healthy. And you just, uh. You be grateful for the nice times that you have, and that's what I'm trying to do, but uh, I'm a little blue in that regard. But a cheers to you all. I hope you're all doing fine and fantastic, 
And the one uh, thing that I know I am very grateful for is that realistically, no matter where I travel in the world, we can always do this show and we always have uh, our conversations, laughs, and companionship with each other here. So here's a cheers to all of you. Thank you so much for stopping by, listening, and supporting the show. Now, we do have some funny stories, some funny stories to share. And we have two of them, in fact. And they sort of uh, go part in part with one another a little bit. If you are a longtime listener of the show, you may remember the story about uh, mice, specifically liquid mice. Uh, that there's a little bit of a inside joke with rodents on the show, whether they disintegrate in a watering pot or get left in somebody's coffee maker. But as we were hanging out this evening, uh, my sister told a story regarding something that happened in her neighborhood. And I will share with you some of these text messages. (laughs) So... On a community board, uh, one of her friends um, more or less posted the following. That she woke up sometime near the middle of the night to foreign sounds in the house. Knew something was moving around somewhere, heard sounds, and found out uh, that it was coming from the bathroom. And the immediate immediate thought was uh, the city that they live in, it's a fairly old city, uh, and they have some plumbing and pipe issues. So her first thought was, oh, man, we've got a plumbing issue. Shit's getting backed up. No good. You know, it's no good, whatever. So she goes into the bathroom, turns the light on, uh, lifts up the toilet seat, and there's a giant rat swimming in the toilet. <laughs> there's a giant rat swimming in the toilet. And she just flips the fuck out, slams the lid down, screams, and goes running out of the room, yelling for her husband, wakes up everybody in the house. Ah, the old, the old secret rat in the toilet move. <laughs> now, this person's house is nearby to my sister's house. So, my sister now, has, like, she reads this, and all the hair stands up on the back of her neck, and she's like, oh my god. <laughs> And there's another post. The toilet rat. An update. Should I buy a lottery ticket? No, but maybe. This is an uncommon one in about a thousand pest control calls occurrence, but not unheard of. I now know of at least three immediate, my street or one street over, neighbors and several others in the county who've also had rats Enter their homes through their toilets. But am I sure it comes through the toilet? Yes. I had pest control come out who confirmed there are no other possible entryways. I also had a plumber who scoped the line and said it was a clean shot to the sewer. No holes in the pipes and no backup. But how? Well, apparently rats are amazing swimmers and can hold their breath for approximately three minutes. There are lots of videos available if you feel like searching the internets that contort their little bodies. It's fascinating and or grotesque. Why? Well, any reason a rat might want to enter your home, but yesterday was trash day, so I'm assuming it might have been related. We have some neighbors that don't use bins and just throw trash bags on the curb. What the fuck do I do now? One, get a new toilet. Not at all a requirement, but psychologically, it'll help me poop. Number two, install a one-way toilet valve like this or something similar. 
and the link provided is for a website, totet.com. Three, keep the lid closed with a toddler lock. Um, four, therapy probably. Important and probably reassuring info, there's a pretty significant bubbling sound in the toilet before the rat arrived. Have a good night. <laughs> and then uh, one of the comments was, uh, that's definitely a thing because, yes, rats live in the sewers, so if they're doing work on them, they have to go somewhere. A then neighbor comments, this has scarred me, and it didn't even happen to me. To which this point, uh, this person replies, yes, yesterday was rough for us on the potty front, Today seems easier. Just keep reminding myself that it didn't just show up in the toilet. There's a very loud bubbling sound deep in the pipes before it made its entrance. I'm also under the impression it only happens at night. Now, am I going to keep staring at the toilet drain whenever I pee? Probably for a while. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yes, the old rat-in-the-toilet move. Because on the show, we have a propensity to talk about uh, poop toilets and rodents. Uh, Black Hat, oh, Chris says, just flush. Just flush it. I feel like at that point, the rat might be like, ooh, water park! God, that might be kind of fun. Like, if you were in the toilet and you could get that nice rush, you'd be like, oh, this is refreshing. Yeah. Shit, that could be a blast. Think about that. You know? There's no sharp edges. There's no that's like a free, that's like a private water park. Especially if you could hold your breath for three minutes. If you could hold your breath for three minutes and you're like, <gasps> Alright, come on, bring it on the flush. <laughs> yeah, the sewers in New York. That was always one of your great fears as a child. I was worried a monster would come out of the toilet while I was sitting on it. You look like the Wolfman. Uh, probably difficult for something the size of the Wolfman to go through the pipes and come up out of the toilet. But rat, uh, apparently, yeah. The, the pest control guy that she talked to was like, yeah, uh... She's like, what's your address? And she gives him the address. He's like, oh, yeah, we're getting calls around your area. I think they're doing sewer maintenance or line work s somewhere nearby. And he's like, yeah, so all of the rats that are in and around the sewer system are now looking for a place to go. So they're unfortunately coming up on of pipes. So lock your toilets. He said, you might want to just put some weights or something on the lid and just listen before you open it because there could be rats in there. Because I had a call where there were multiple rats in one toilet. <laughs> to which my sister just completely flipped the fuck out. Oh, I got multiple rats. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking rat tub hot tub party. I mean, more like a cold tub party. But shit, they're all in there. Oh, yeah, hey, babe. Man, I got this private spa. Hoping they flush. Maybe we get some poop. Get some good food. Get some good eating. Maybe there's some corn in there. <laughs> Sorry if that's over the top. No, I'm not really sorry. Flush. They don't make it. They swim back up. Flush again. Keep doing it until it's past three minutes. Well, that's the thing, though, is a lot of the toilets now, too, they have, like, the low water flow whatever thing to conserve water. So some of them don't flow very hard. Now, if you're lucky and you have one of those toilets that's like the turbo jet like that's pretty cool but you know what a lot of people do in and around the area here they go to canada and buy their toilets because apparently the canadian toilets don't have the same regulation that the toilets have or had here in the united states so for some time people used to go over to canada and buy toilets and bring toilets back. Uh, sort of like illegal contraband toilets. Because then you could get a nice 
high flow Canadian toilet. <laughs> what the what the fuck? Yeah, you gotta get one of them Canadian toilets, the old-fashioned light bulb. I don't know, the incandescent bulbs. Those are getting harder and harder to find, but they they still have them. You you bring up the old incandescent light bulb. Here's another Michigan slash Canadian thing, and I imagine multiple places you you would have the same same sort of scenario. The humble light bulb makes a very good low-power, low-impact, low-danger heater. So, for example, uh, I don't think I really talked about this too much, but I, I, had, a, I had a home that was on a crawl space, and uh, some critter knocked open the crawl space hatch, and the underside of my house, the pipes were in danger of freezing. Well, down under there... Uh, we were looking around. There was a, a light fixture with a where well, there used to be a bulb. No, it was sort of like decommissioned. There was a plug in it, you know, like a plug to seal it. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, well, but when we had the old pipes, because they replaced them with PEX lines, which fortunately flex, but with the old lines in the winter time, they used to just put a hundred watt light bulb down there." And just leave the light bulb on. Because when it's really cold, just the heat emanating from the light bulb, basically in a closed space, is enough to keep the pipes from freezing. Um, yeah. Keep the light on in the garage when it's super cold. Could be enough that your battery is good in the morning. I'm old school. See, I mean, the biggest thing there is just preventing drafts and preventing cold wind from coming through. But <clears throat> it's fascinating that just that little filament, uh, you know, light bulbs, I mean, it generates heat. So I don't know what some people are going to do if you're trying to do, I don't want to call that redneck engineering because it's really not redneck engineering, but like, There'd be a lot of play. Apparently, my dad was like, oh, yeah, I used to do that in the houses in Detroit, too. Used to do that and put that outside. Put it, yeah, in your garage. They'd leave the lights on in the garage when it was super cold. Put, put higher watt bulbs in there because it was way cheaper than having your battery fucking die in your car or whatever. Or your pipes bursting. Like, that's a major disaster. So, turning some light bulbs on at night and leaving the light bulbs on overnight, that was pretty cheap. <laughs> I mean, it's just a couple of light bulbs, right? It's not like you're running some full force heater. <clears throat> so it's interesting that you bring uh, that up and ask about the old light bulbs. I think they still, I think there are still companies that still make them. And I think that was probably just some sort of look, you can't, you know, what, like, you can't just get rid of these completely. Like, there are use cases where people need them for whatever reason, where either the CFLs or the light from an LED just does not work, and you still need an incandescent bulb. So, yeah, make less of them. You know, they, it's weird because it's not like they're really expensive. I mean, they're more than they used to be. I mean, I think you used to be able to get light bulbs for, like, what, fucking, like, 40 cents or something. But um, I've still seen them. I've seen them at the hardware store. Uh, you know, they they certainly have been phased out in terms of the shelf space for, like, the LED and the CFL bulbs. But I think they're still around. You might want to put, might want to put one by your toilet. That way then you can have a nice, warm, you know, maybe you like rats. Not those rats. Not sewer rats, dude. Those fucking things are disgusting. <laughs> That's not your adorable pet rat. That's a fucking sewer rat. <laughs> Check your toilets before you go in. Don't. My sister is now like terrified to go to the bathroom at night, which I think is fucking hilarious.
Have any of you guys ever, well, Black Cat, apparently you're familiar with that. Has anyone else ever had, had somebody that knew that? <laughs> Rhett, Rhett P. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was like, hey, just, uh, you know, when you're going in there to go to the bathroom, just make sure you like bring a broom or uh, a club or something. Is that the same as turtle peeking? No, I don't think so. Cause it's not in your butt. That would be, if you had the rat in your butt, then it would be turtle rat, turtle ratting peeking. The rats are just hanging out. They're like, man, this is fucking legit. And I don't know. I mean, I'd be curious if they could go back through the other way. Uh, start hitting the toilet with a hammer. Hey, how did the toilet get broke? Well, I was hitting it with a hammer. Sledgehammer? No, just a ball peen. <laughs> ball peen. <laughs> Snakes? Snakes? I mean... I imagine if if a snake can get in through the toilet, at that point, all sorts of horrors have to enter your mind. Snakes, uh, I don't know what, eels, parasites, the fluke monster from the X-Files episode. Krista says, I've always lived in apartments and never had to worry. I think it's something only people who live in a house worry about. I mean, maybe, I don't know. You just, I, one thing would be, whatever that sewer line is, you're just going to have a lesser random chance that if a rat does come through the pipe, that it's going to be your toilet and not the unit next to you's toilet. Oh, fucking sand spider. Water, what about a, yeah, like they have those water spiders that make those, they make those air bubbles. They live under the water, those spiders. They make like an air bubble. They capture air in their web and they go under, what is it? I think they go under like a lily pad. They like carry this little bag of air down there and they hide under there and they wait for shit to like land on the lily pad and then they fucking snipe them like ambush predator style. You could have a spider like that hiding in your toilet and you could sit down to do your business and just get fang chomped right in the old behold. They get bitten the brown starfish and it butters. That's a nightmare scenario. Yeah, at that point, just dynamite the toilet. Just, at that point, be like, I just shit in a bucket. I pee and poop in a bucket. I'm done with toilets. I go in there and then I just pour it into the toilet. Can't imagine, though, like uh, like a condition where somebody got like that. Fu- like, what happened to you? Well... The one time I was at night and I sat down on the toilet and a rat nipped me in the butt. I might never sit on a toilet again if that happened to me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the Home Depot bucket. And the old shitting in the old Homer. They make porta potties for those buckets. I think they make a lid. That's meant to be like a little seat, if I recall, for those fucking buckets. They're like emergency whatever camp buckets. Just use that. It'd be like, what I do is I have a hook on the ceiling and I hang it from the ceiling. I hang it right above my bed. So that way then I know there's no rats or snakes or sand spiders or eels or parasites or fluke men in there. Because I can watch it all night. My feces bucket. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Homemade bidet. Yeah, uh, that's dude. That's easy. I'll tell you how to make that. It'll cost you a dollar nine cents. You go buy a two liter bottle of pop. You take a a lighter and you heat up a nail and you use the heated nail to melt a hole through the cap. And then you put your thumb over the hole, 
you shake up that bottle real good, and then you just reach back there and you just let you just let the pressure. It's like a free power wash. And if you don't want your butt to be all sticky, make sure you use like a diet soda or club soda. Yeah, who pays for a bidet, dude? You can you can get two liter bottles of soda, fucking super cheap, real cheap. Also, it's a pretty good improvised squirt gun as well. You're like people buying these squirt gun super soakers and shit. I'm like, dude, I'd fucking make a better one of just like a two liter bottle. Pressure wash. Uh, kink or hospital visit. It might be, it might be a little too intense. People used to, yeah, they did use chamber pots forever. Wait, you had an apartment like that. Wait a minute. Was that the one where you had all the rodents and shit in there? <laughs> Isn't one where you had, like dead mice under your sink? Uh, podcast people, uh, you're going to take a break from this disaster nightmare. And when we come back, we're going to give you another one. Stay tuned. <laughs> I had somebody once tell me, so we had a thing about, ooh, that's a weird kink, the old pressure washer on the butt. I was like, well, look, other than, uh, like, unless nobody's getting hurt, and by getting hurt, I'm going to include abuse of children in the getting hurt. As long as nobody's getting hurt, man, your kink is your kink. I'm not going to shame. Uh, anybody who... Is really gonna shame anybody who has a kink. Probably got something to hide. So, that's what you're into. That's what you're into. Black Cat says different one in terms of her apartment. Long story, but the toilet didn't work. I mean, no matter what stuff was never going down. It was in a slumlord. They eventually condemned the place. Well, that's terrible. Uh, that's no good. Yeah. Ew. 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 I mean, what are you supposed to do then? Pour it in the fucking bathtub? Like, dude, I'm going to start leaving them in fucking sandwich bags, and I'm going to leave it outside the fucking super's door. Here, you can have this. I don't... I. Every now and then, I'm like... Given a certain, given a certain, uh, path or circumstances in life, I think I would get in a lot of trouble because something like that, I'd be like, either you fix this fucking toilet or I'm going to fucking grab you and I'm going to stick you in this toilet. <laughs> you went to a luncheonette and they closed at night. Hey, excuse me. I don't want your ham sandwich because your, your ham is pretty. Your ham's pretty bad. Ham's okay, but I don't want a ham sandwich. I just want to go poo poo. Can uh, can I use your bathroom because mine doesn't work and, and it's overflowing feces. That's fine, honey, but it's it's one drinks minimum. It's ten cents for a cup of coffee. Okay. That's Black Cat, New York. It's like... <laughs> I know, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's like... And I, I don't know... I don't know why I know this. I heard this from a... I heard this from a friend. But that's like those Emmanuel movies. Where she was always like getting a new job or whatever. And that's why she's like always, you know, traveling around and it always ends up that she's somehow naked and like boffing some dude, whatever. You'd be like, instead of Emmanuel, whatever, you could have like Black Cat, wherever. It's like, oh, Black Cat's in New York. Except it's not her like getting new jobs. And saying, it's because everybody's going poop because my apartment never works. 
It's just this poor, frustrated woman trying to find a place so she can actually just use the goddamn bathroom. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Meow the Cat says, got at the phone a bit late, but good morning and have a great stream, Cigar. Meow the Cat. In Latvia, do you guys get rats in your toilets? I know you probably get potatoes in your toilets, but do you get rats in your toilets? <laughs> you love this idea. <laughs> that makes me so sad, though. Like, I. <laughs> uh. Like a big, I stopped in and this dude, all he did was talk about poo. <laughs> but Meow the Cat, how are you doing? And if you haven't, please make sure you stop by and drop a follow to Meow the Cat. He streams campaign games. Uh, he's a campaign streamer. So if that's what you like, that's what you're going to see. And if you have an Amazon Prime, you can subscribe if you want to. And make sure you hang out on his channel enough to get uh, a thousand points so you can make him work out because he he loves it. Uh, so we do have a second. Uh, the <laughs> the episode is called Socket. Not socket is in a uh, wrench, but sock dash it. Would you guys like to? <laughs> hear the continuing saga <laughs> so the fella the fella that lives next door to my father who had the mouse in the reservoir of his coffee maker and then just rinsed it out my dad doesn't see him for a little while. And he's like, huh. He sees the girlfriend, but he doesn't see him. And usually the guy is almost always out in his garage. He's working on his truck. He's got a bunch of boats. Apparently the siding is falling off on his house, but he loves buying new boats and polishing his boats. But my dad doesn't see him for a little while. So he sees the girlfriend. Now, I say girlfriend. Okay, these people are in their mid to late 60s, I think. Um, the woman is widowed. And she and this other fella are dating. And they get along great. They're, like, they're not bad people. They're really not. They're actually very nice to my parents in that regard. They're just unique individuals. And so my dad sees the girlfriend and says, hey, I haven't seen, what should I call him? Uh, Jim. I haven't, I haven't seen Jim in a little while. Uh, you know, everything okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of a, little bit of an accident. And my dad's like, oh. Look, is he, is he all right? So he knows that he works on, again, he's like an automotive guy, likes working on trucks and boats and all that stuff, figures, oh, maybe the guy got like, so he's like, well, what happened? And she goes, well, there was an incident with a log. So my dad pauses for a moment and recollects that this guy, in fact, has a log splitter. A giant log splitter. As a matter of fact, he he one time brought it to the to the house on a trailer and was like, yeah, we got all this free wood. I'm going to split these logs and stuff. So he knows that this guy has this large log splitter. Now, I will also say this. Uh, and I feel like there's a certain generation where this is like a thing. I, I long for the longest time saw my dad who would work on projects and he always wore these 
I guess I can't say shitty because they lasted like a million bazillion goddamn years. But he always wore tennis shoes or like, like he had like these Dunlop tennis shoes that he would wear or like this other pair of boots that were just like casual boots. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a generation thing or a man thing or a Michigan thing or I don't know what the fuck. But this guy next door, you usually see him in one of two pieces of footwear flip-flops or an old pair of nike tennis shoes so she goes yeah uh we got a bunch of firewood up at the cabin and so jim was using the log splitter and splitting a bunch of these big logs and one of them wasn't quite secured on the splitter and and fell off on his foot and my dad's like, oh, shit, you know, broke, broke his foot. She's like, well, he, yeah, I mean, but that's not, that's not like, you know, why he's like not around. My dad's like, wait, what? She goes, oh, well, yeah, you know, it fell on his foot and it, and it apparently, apparently broke his, you know, broke part of his foot. He just said it hurt really bad. And then and then it was going to be fine because you know he just put a sock on it. So he just puts a sock on his foot and goes back to wearing his Nike's and he's out walking around doing whatever and she's like she sees the dude moving slower and slower and slower. And she's like, hey, is your, is your foot doing okay? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. And she's like, the guy's getting all pale and shit. And starting to get, like, dizzy. So, she's like, take, take that sock off. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> she's like, no, take that fucking sock off. The guy takes his sock off and his toes are turning black. <laughs> his big toe is black and really smelly. <laughs> so she rushes him to the hospital. She rushes him to the hospital and the guy at the hospital is like, Oh my God! Like, you have this massive infection that's near gangrenous. <laughs> we need to rush you back in the emergency room. <laughs> this fucking crusty sock. <laughs> oh, blackhead, no, you can't laugh. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, you smashed your toes. You fucking smashed your toes all up and, uh, you just put a sock on it and, like, <laughs> they amputate part of his toe. <laughs> they cut part of his toe off. <laughs> so they cut part of his toe off and amputate part of his toe. And they're like, dude, you're really lucky you didn't get, like, a blood infection or, like, full-blown gangrene or something. Like, you could have lost your foot or your leg. It's like, well, you know, I put the sock on. It didn't really hurt that bad. So I figured it would be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag put a sock on it. Man. <laughs> Reverend Master, you in the army. That's what they teach you when you get, like, battle trauma. They just put a fucking sock on it. Just use a sock. Everybody knows that if you're able to get a sock on the wound, it'll probably be fine. So the guy's foot's all fucking smashed up. His foot's all wrecked up. He has to get a piece of his toe cut off. And then the doctors are like, all right, you, you just rip some squirrel juice on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's got all the healing nutrients. 
That's like liquid skin. Would they make liquid skin <laughs> from liquid squirrel? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> welcome so much, Peach Streams, to the stream. Peach uh, Streams, in fact, streams, and also Insta Peaches on Instagram. So please make sure you stop by and drop a follow to Peach Streams. Uh, lovely individual, uh, very fun, very kind person. Uh, you're very welcome for the shout out. <laughs> uh, Reverend Master says, it had been wearing my boots so long that you had trench foot where you're peeling off layer of bloody skin off. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't get trench foot i got pre-trench foot uh so yeah i was pulling basically strips of beef jerky out of my off my feet i'm pretty sure i permanently damaged my feet for that which is not great but yeah this dude has to get a piece of his toe cut off because <laughs> he almost lost his foot because he figured putting a sock on it was fine and they're like you need to stay off your feet because if you split this pack open, you can reshatter this bone. Like, you know, you had a lot of, like surgery, and stuff, like you know, you like smashed your fucking toes from this fucking log. Uh, Peach stream must go. Thought they'd pop in and remind you that squirrel sauce exists. Yes, it does. So do toilet rats and the power of the healing sock. Uh, so thank you so much, Peach Streams, for stopping. <laughs> Uh, Black Hat says, yuck, they used to put us in an auditorium and show us movies about trench foot. Dude, it's no joke. It's not, it, it seems silly, but it's not fucking silly. And it was stupid because I didn't have time to take my boots off and it's all because they wanted to punish you. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for your service. I'm very sorry that they punished you by making you get trench foot because that's awful peach dreams take care good to see you cheers so they tell us dude stay off your feet stay off your feet you had like surgery you had like major damage that could have been really bad so please stay off your feet the next day the guy's home and my dad sees him and he's out in the yard hobbling around, wiping down a boat, a new boat that my dad's never seen. And the guy's like, yeah, let's say I get this other boat. Yeah, I figured if I, if I already have two boats, I might as well just have three boats. Uh, you know, wanted to get this one uh, cleaned up, waxed up. We're going to take it up to the lake. So he's out walking around bumping around in his yard, polishing and waxing and wiping down and fucking around with a boat. And then he's going to go take the boat out to a lake where he's got this open festering foot wound. <laughs> what the fuck? What in the fuck? So when I'm over there today, we're out on the, on the back deck we're all talking, we're, you know, we're all just talking, whatever. And they, that guy was outside, he walks by, hey, hi, everybody. Hey, hi, Jim. And my dad looks to me and just, <laughs> just gives me the wink. <laughs> and sure enough, he's got this <laughs> giant wrapping on his foot. <laughs> and he's got his other fucking old Nike on the other foot. And there he goes. Go swimming in some nice, fresh water. That ought to be grand. <laughs> Trank shoot him so he's not a dan- I gotta be honest. I, I don't think I'm gonna be like that when I'm older. I don't know if it's a generation thing. I don't know what it is. My dad is the same fucking way. He'll have, like, major fucking heart surgery in these- crawling around in a spider's nest trying to figure out how to fix a electrical socket he's never fucking used before what the fuck are you doing dude can you like sit down 
Can you fucking sit down? The glare of the bald head is lighting up my night. Ah, yes. Feel the bald power. I'm sending you guys all powerful bald vibes. It's clean. The star shine will enrich you. Death Strike Virus, how you doing, man? Uh, make sure you also check out Death Strike Virus. Super cool dude, known him a long time. He's pretty good at Unreal Tournament. I, I don't know, dude. I asked you this before. Uh, sorry to change subject. Every time I watch you play Apex, I feel like you're pissed off. Why do you still play that game? Why do you still play it? Bald flavor in grooves. Uh, yes. When that happens, you're looking something focused on, so you feel like you have some control. So fucking, like, I don't know. Do anything but take your foot that you had a, piece, a chunk of your toe cut off and almost had to lose your foot and go stick it in the water because you put a sock on it and almost died. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's probably, the only reason why he probably didn't die is because his body is resistant to bacteria from drinking that fucking mouse water coffee. That's the same guy. It's the same guy who rinsed out the Keurig that had a dead mouse floating in the water reservoir and rinsed it out. So, Apex, I feel competitive at but I don't have teammates. It'd go a lot better with regular teammates. Part of me, like, I don't, I have zero inclination to play that game. But part of me wants to play that game just so you have a teammate. It's going to be like, fucking. Um, yes, anyway. So if you crush your foot, if a giant log falls on your... Well, wait. two, A few things. Number one. If you're using a log splitter, maybe don't wear a pair of old Nikes barefoot. Otherwise barefoot. I mean, I guess a sock really wouldn't do much anyway. But number one, maybe wear some proper footwear. <clears throat> For all I know, the guy was wearing flip-flops. Number one, wear some... Wear appropriate footwear okay b if you get your foot crushed by a fucking log go to the goddamn hospital i know you might be like well i figured i i was able to get a sock on so if i was able to get a sock on it was probably gonna be fine that is not a great litmus test for how damaged you in fact may be do not use the sock test as a way to gauge trauma because <laughs> when your girlfriend tells you to take your sock off your foot and then your toes are all black and smelly because you're they're rotting because you have a massive infection, sock's not going to help. <laughs> so <clears throat> some health pros, life pro tips. Yeah, like one clot. Well, like, like DS, you could get, even if you didn't get the blood clot, all that takes is for you to get a blood infection. And you get like a blood infection. God, that is a major disaster. You, If you don't have to end up getting like full trans, like, dude, that's like you almost game over. Uh, fucking. <laughs> and you just like left the sock on. Call the sock doctor. It sounds like a like a, a clothing and alteration store. We fix your used socks. Used to be that ground. Standing guy and fighting no matter what. Now I'm like, is it actually worth it? If it was a real fight and you were like defending against the Mongol hordes or zombie attack or whatever, and it's in the middle of battle. All right, rub some dirt in it and soldier on or do whatever you're going to do. But, like, 
If you're out in your yard and fucking shit smacks you one, uh, maybe go get it checked out. Like, fucking, that's like so silly. Like you can you can have an injury where they're like, "Yep, looks like you broke your toe. Let me reset it. I'm gonna wrap it. Here's some sweet sweet opioids, and go get some rest. I tell you what, I'll give you a doctor's note so that you don't have to go to work." Instead, it's, yeah, well, you're almost dead. Uh, also, let's cut off a chunk of your toe. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth being disabled. Like, you do permanent damage. There's a reason why they call it permanent. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you played Dungeons and Dragons? You don't want to get permanent level drain. It's stupid. Like, yeah, is the fight worth it? Insulate, insulted and feeling sir, is worth it. But like, like you're not, we're not, a, you're not a, you're still flush and blood, man. Like you're gonna, you take some damage, you get the damage healed up. It's, it's one thing if you're like crying and weeping like a baby over. It's another thing to be like, dude, I think I really fucking smashed my shit. I think I need to, I think I need to go, I think I need to go to the old sawbones. Yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or parallel. Uh, I the what does not kill you makes you stronger thing. I don't want to go off on a tirade about that, but having several people in my life that died from cancer, I'm like, well, technically they beat the cancer, but I tell you, they were not stronger after that. So you might want to revise your whole. I get the intent, but I feel like you could just revise a little bit and be like, adversity will, like, (laughs) so, (laughs) rise to adversity and learn to... Be strong against, so, yeah, I feel like you get it, but like you, the way it's worded is kind of, yeah, you can wear it down and you can end up permanently fucking fucked up. Oh, it's not what does not kill you makes you stronger. Tell that to the guy who breaks his back as a quadriplegic vegetable. Okay. It's pretty stupid. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna go. No, I think that's I think that's dumb. <laughs> and you should like reword that because it's pretty. It's pretty. It's... <sighs> All right, tell you what. Uh, let me. T- I'm gonna take an axe and chop one of your fucking arms off. Well, we'll make sure you don't die from that. But like, yeah, you'll be stronger though. Man, I'm enhancing you. As a matter of fact, let me cut all your limbs off. You'll be way more powerful. You'll be way stronger, dude. <laughs> poke one of your eyes out, cut one of your ears off, and you'll be rocking it. Your power level goes way up. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. <laughs> we talked about getting your limbs chopped off, uh, gangrenous black toes, toilet rats, poop, black cat, being in a not porno that's not based around a not woman who's not looking for work but just needs a place to go poo-poo. Uh, kind of a weird episode all over the place. We had some nice visitors. I hope you enjoyed the show. Sometimes we talk about serious stuff. Sometimes you get an episode like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> You'll have to ask her, Dust Strike. I'm going to tell you that story. Uh, but I hope this made you laugh. One way or another, the, the whole point of this is to have a laugh and be entertained and bring people together. So I hope, I hope even though it's a little bit of a just slightly disgusting-ish episode, uh, you still found it funny. So... 
Stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. And we will see you again tomorrow for another 11 p.m. nightcap. Make sure you get yourself some rest. <laughs>